Well, good morning. It's Thursday, February 8th, 2024. Thursday, February 8th, 2024. Slava Ukraine, Slava. I, The U.S. Supreme Court was hearing arguments, oral arguments this morning uh, in, in, of course, the high-stakes high case that will probably determine whether Trump is eligible to run for office ever again. I'm late because... <clears throat> I've been listening, and it's been fascinating. One thing I'll point out, <clears throat> that uh, on January 7th, and up until the 20th, or technically Jan- January 6th, up until the 20th, Congress missed the ball. Because at that point... Congress should have held a vote as to whether President Trump should be allowed to remain in office. It would have been challenged in court eventually, but they should have done that under the insurrection clause. And then none of this would have happened. You know, it's, it's, it's very interesting what's been going on. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. Very nice of you. Thank you. Just want to let you know that. If you can, uh, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me. Questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly Twitter. I... <clears throat> I got to really dive uh, deep into this. Um, It's too much to talk about today, uh, but maybe we'll talk about it uh, tomorrow. Yeah, a lot going on with that. A lot going on with that. And as much as I'd like to see it go towards the states, it looks like they don't want to do that. They're afraid of uh, uh, opening a Pandora's box where any state could decide this, which I think that's okay. I think any state should be able to decide this. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, 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 I got I, I to gotta delve a little bit deeper into it. It's, it's very, very complex of an issue. Uh, let's start as we usually do with the war in Ukraine. Well, I guess we're not starting with that since I've already talked about uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, Today, the U.S. Senate was due to vote on a $95.34 billion bill that included aid for Ukraine, Israel, and the Indo-Pacific, you know, Taiwan, after Republicans blocked compromise legislation that also included a long-sought overhaul of immigration policy. Schumer said yesterday, We will be coming back tomorrow at noon, which has already started, And hopefully that will give the Republicans the time they need. We will have this vote. The security aid bill includes $61 billion for Ukraine as it battles a Russian invasion, $14 billion for Israel in its war against Hamas, and $4.83 billion to support partners in the Indo-Pacific, including Taiwan, and deter aggression by China. I would assume that includes also the Philippines and Japan. Uh, Russia. President Vladimir Putin and Chinese President Xi Jinping spoke by phone today, uh, earlier today, and both rejected what they called U.S. interference in affairs of other countries. 
stay out of my internal affairs, as the China China always says. Uh, Kremlin, a Kremlin aide, Yuri uh, uh, Ushakov, gave details of the call in a briefing uh, to journalists saying the two leaders had spoken of creating a multipolar, fairer world order. Yeah, that's that's all we need. Bipolar. That's that's all we need because we know that everything gets better when some something is bipolar. <laughs> uh, in the face, uh, they're saying that in the face of U.S.-led efforts to contain both Washington's biggest adversaries. I, I don't know if Russia is really a big adversary uh, financially. You know, I, I I would think that India, Japan is more of a bigger. Uh, um, I, I don't know. Anyway. <clears throat> Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov told reporters the very personality of Tucker Carlson, Carlson and his ar- arrival in Russia and interview with Putin is an event that caused a particular reaction not only in America but also in our country. To be fair, the reaction sometimes went into an overdrive. Uh, Peskov. Pesky Peskov acknowledged that Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin, due to be released tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, which is about 3 o'clock Pacific, highly anticipated. Uh, Peskov said, obviously, this is an interview that will be read and analyzed for days to come, adding that any interview with the head of state is a very important event, especially an interview with a foreign representative. I don't think Carlson needs any of our protection, I think that he can stand up for himself. Uh, announcing the interview, Carlson claimed that not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president, a claim that even the Kremlin rejected, saying it had many requests for interviews and that Western governments would try to censor his interview. Peskov said Russian, uh, Russia's leadership had granted the interview in a bid to get Russia's perspective of global affairs to a mass audience. In addition uh, to the not entirely sane voices in the United States, there are also sane voices there, so we'll see. It is important for us that as many people as possible across the world become familiar with the worldview and point of view of the head of the Russian state. Tucker Carlson has reportedly left Russia following his interview with Russian President uh, Putin. Now, <clears throat> I would fight back against, uh, against this idea uh, by the Kremlin that, that, we would, that a, a, a um, news organization would censor Putin, right? I would think that everything would be allowed to go into an, uh, an interview uh, uh, that Putin gave to any news organ- organization, I would not censor Putin myself. If I interviewed Putin myself, I would want every word of his to get out because that would prove how insane he is. So there would be no reason for me to censor it. And I believe that true. That would be true with any news organization. Uh <clears throat> Swiss Foreign Minister Ignacio Cassis uh, said he hoped China would give uh, us a hand in Ukraine peace talks. It agreed to host after a request from Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, Ukraine has said it invited Chinese President Xi Jinping to participate in the Summit of World Leaders. A date and venue have yet 
to be set. Uh, I don't think China is going to help uh, with the, uh, considering how much they are buddying up with Russia. Uh, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said the United States can and will deliver further military aid to Ukraine. As NATO Chief Jen Stoltenberg stressed, such support was vital. The two men made the comments after me uh, a meeting at NATO headquarters in Brussels. Ukraine's leader, Vladimir Zelensky, said today on formerly Twitter, he asked his army commander-in-chief, and I'm, I'm happy about this, I really am, he asked Valery Zeluzhny to stay as part of his leadership team. He added that both had agreed that changes in the military were needed. Uh, an amended bill to lower the age of the military draft in Ukraine and make service harder to avoid passed its first reading in the Ukraine's parliament. Uh, further revisions are expected and it is not expected uh, to become law for a few weeks. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I, I drank some coffee. It went down the wrong pipe, so I'm going to a little bit of coughing here and there. Uh, Britain's Ministry of Defense said on an intelligence update today on formerly Twitter, Avdivka in Donetsk, eastern Ukraine, remains a primary focus of Russian operations. The ministry said Russia continues attacks in the southeastern city limits with urban street-to-street -street combat taking place. Over the past two weeks, Russian forces have likely rotated in additional forces to the Avdivka sector, increasing the pressure on Ukrainian positions around the city over the past four weeks. Approximately 600 guided uh, munitions have been launched against Ukrainian positions in Avdivka from tactical aircraft. Russian sorties increased guided aerial munitions Strikes from 30 to 50 uh, per day on February 5th, 2024, an increase of 66% over the past uh, two weeks. The ministry noted that Russian fighters are being forced to launch munitions at range, degrading their accuracy due to the continued threat of Ukrainian air defense. Uh, Russia said its air defense systems intercepted two separate Ukrainian air attacks, destroying 12 rockets and drones over the southwestern region of Belgorod. Uh, Governor Vyacheslav Gladkov said two people were injured. Uh, I think I talked about that yesterday. At least five people were killed and 50 injured after Russia fired a wave of missiles and Shahid-type drones at six regions of Ukraine, including the capital of Kyiv. Uh, the Ukrainian military said it intercepted 44 of 64 drones and missiles that Russia launched. About 20,000 homes were left without power in Kyiv. Uh, Moscow claimed it was targeting Ukrainian weapons factories. The Air Force said today Ukrainian air defense and mobile drone hunter groups shot down 11 out of 17 Russia-launched drones over four regions of the country. It said in a statement that Iranian Mechahi drones were, were uh, downed over the Odessa and Mykolaiv regions in the south, uh, the Dnipro-Petrovsk region in the southeast, and the central Venetia region. Uh, regional office, uh, officials said the drone attack damaged more than 20 residential houses and commercial buildings in the city of Mykolaiv and hit civilian infrastructure facilities in Odessa and the Black Sea in the south. There were no casualties reported. Uh, Sergei uh, Boldrinov, 
uh, head of the National uh, Police Investigation Unit in the Kharkiv region, said a preliminary assessment of the Russian attacks concluded that two of the five missiles that targeted Kharkiv and northeastern Ukraine were made in North Korea. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. In the middle of Baghdad, there was a U.S. drone strike yesterday at around 9.30 p.m. Baghdad time. It was an assassination of Abu Bakir al-Saudi, uh, commander of the Iraqi militant group Qatib Hezbollah, who was accused of directly planning and participating in attacks on U.S. forces in the region, including that deadly strike that killed those three American soldiers last month. The precision blast hit a main thoroughfare in the Mashtal neighborhood in eastern Baghdad, attracting a crowd as emergency teams picked through the wreckage. The strike drew swift criticism from Iraqi officials and foreign policy analysts who warned that the Biden administration's repeated attacks are further inflaming regional tensions and putting civilians at risk. Yahya Rasul a uh, spokesperson for the Iraqi military said in a statement earlier today that the U.S. conducted a blatant assassination through an airstrike in the heart of a residential neighborhood in the capital, Baghdad, showing no regard for civilians' lives or international law. That being said, there were no civilians killed. Uh, by this act, he, he went on, by this act, the American forces jeopardizes civil uh, peace, violating Iraqi sovereignty and disregard the safety and lives of our citizens. Even more concerning is that the coalition consistently deviates from the reasons and objectives for its presence in our, uh, on our territory. This trajectory compels the Iraqi government more than ever to determinate the mission of this coalition, which has become a factor for instability and threatens to entangle Iraq in the cycle of conflict. And honestly, I don't mind mind it except for the slippery slope. I, I'm, I'm speaking about the attack. Uh, what's to stop Biden or Nikki Haley or Trump, for that matter, who threatened this from authorizing a strike on cartel leaders in Mexico? Right? That's the slippery slope. Uh, CENTCOM said... There are no indications of collateral damage or civilian casualties at this time. The United States will continue to take necessary action to protect our people. We will not hesitate to hold responsible all those who threaten our forces' safety. Uh, Kataib Hezbollah, which the U.S. describes as backed and funded by Iran, said last month that it would suspend attacks on American troops to avoid angering the Iraqi government. The U.S. Congress has not uh, specifically authorized military action against Iran-backed militias, but that hasn't stopped the Biden administration from launching dozens of deadly airstrikes against them in recent weeks. And of course, with the further dysfunction of the House because of Republicans, Biden has little choice but to do what he feels he needs without congressional approval. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rejected a deal proposed by Hamas and renewed his pledge to destroy them. He was speaking after Hamas laid out a series of demands in response to an Israeli 
uh, Israel-backed ceasefire proposal. Netanyahu said negotiations with the group were not going anywhere and described the terms as bizarre. Uh, I actually described them as such also, though I would side with Hamas in this case. Uh, we just got to end the end of the uh, the this this genocide. Uh, anyway, but talks are continuing to reach uh, to try to reach some sort of deal. Netanyahu told a news conference, "There is no other solution but a complete and final victory." I, I'm guessing that means his final solution. And you know, I use that that term um, with. Uh, uh, direct knowledge of what it means, what it stands for. He said, if Hamas will survive in Gaza, it's only a question of time until the next massacre, which I guess those words, you know, next massacre could be taken either way as a massacre on Israel or a massacre on innocent Palestinians. Senior Hamas official Sami Sami, uh, Abu Zuri said that Mr. Netanyahu's remarks are a form of political bravado and show he intends to pursue the conflict in the region. And honestly, even though I think Netanyahu should step down and there should be a new, uh, be new elections and Israel should pull out of Palestine, held Gaza and the West Bank, even though all that, I thought the Hamas counteroffer was truly insane and overreaching. But Netanyahu's rejection of a delusional plan are in stark contrast to remarks from Qatar who described Hamas' response as positive. Blinken said there were some clear non-starters in Hamas's counter-proposal. Eh, this, is, this is trying to save this. But he added, we do think it creates space for an agreement to be reached, and we will work at that relentlessly till we get there. A new round of negotiations mediated by Egypt and Qatar or, or Qatar is still expected to go ahead today in Cairo. And of course, Hamas is going to start the negotiation at the furthest end possible so they can get something out of this. Uh, perhaps Hamas not being killed and being allowed to leave the country, uh, being allowed to leave Palestine or, or Gaza Strip, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Netanyahu also confirmed yesterday that Israeli forces have been ordered to prepare to operate in the southern Gaza city of Rafah, where tens of thousands of Palestinians have fled in order to escape the fighting. U.S. Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned that expanding the conflict into Rafah would exponentially increase what is already a humanitarian nightmare in the city. Uh, The Israeli leader's comments are a blow to sustained push by the U.S. to reach a deal that its top diplomat, Anthony Blinken, described as the best path forward, even though he cautioned there was still a lot of work to be done. So, here we are to the border deal. How many times have I said that immigrants are actually needed by corporations? Corporations want them. And this anti-immigrant fervor runs counter to GOP and corporate needs. The CBO has explained it. And you can always... The CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, is, is nonpartisan. 
I, I, I need to remind you. Congressional Budget Office, the CBO Director Phil Swagel, said in a statement, based on 10-year projections, the labor force in 2033 is larger by 5.2 million people, mostly because of higher net immigration. As a result, those changes in the labor force, we estimate that from 2023 to 2034, GDP will be greater by about $7 trillion and revenues will be greater by about $1 trillion than they would have been otherwise. In other words, immigrants grow the economy. This new CBO report is called the Budget and Economic Outlook of 2024 to 2034. The only drawback to the report is it does not take into account any legislation that Congress may or may not approve. Meaning, if Republicans get their way, the economy will suffer. The Institute of Taxation and Economic Policy found in 2017 that undocumented immigrants contribute about an estimated $11.74 billion a year to state and local taxes. And I do know immigrants that pay taxes and they get nothing out of it. They pay taxes. They don't get the they don't get uh, um, things that other Americans get. <clears throat> uh, CNN reported last year that they contribute billions more to federal tax revenue by filing with the individual taxpayers' identification numbers. The new CBO report notably contradicts a GOP talking point that immigrants are destroying this country. In other words, the prevailing discourse when Republicans discuss immigration is that immigration is a significant net drain on the economy this, of course, is not true. It never has been true. That being said, <clears throat> wages are being driven up because Biden has sent more people packing that come across the border uh, to their home countries than Trump ever did. Fellow squad member, Representative Ilan Omar of uh, Minnesota, a Somali war refugee, suggested on formerly Twitter the CBO's report is not helpful to all the fear mongers in the Senate and House. Clearly, immigrants have and will always be an asset to our economy. Congressional Progressive Caucus Chair Pramila Jayapal from Washington wrote on formerly Twitter, this is for GOP folks screaming anti-immigrant lies about immigrants draining our economy, as well as Dems who should defend immigrants and push for the humane immigration reforms rather than GOP enforcement only strategies. Immigrants strengthen our economy, communities, and country. U.S. Representative uh, Delia Ramirez uh, from Illinois also urged her colleagues to circulate the information, saying on formerly Twitter, so immigrants help grow our economy. Sure, doesn't fit the narrative that Republicans are selling. Democrats need to start standing on these facts instead of negotiating with extremists who are scapegoating our immigrant communities. In the upper chamber yesterday, Senator Alex Padilla, from California, noted the CBO report saying on formerly Twitter, your reminder that while Republicans are hell-bent on villainizing immigrants, immigration is boosting our economy. In other words, Republicans are doing this for political reasons because it's easier to use hate to get people to fall in line behind you. And, and the other political reason, by the way, 
is the white replacement theory. They are concerned that immigrants coming across the border are going to dilute their voting populace. And and by the way, this is why, this is why Governor Greg Abbott has been bussing and and, uh, planing people, that's a real word, because if deplaning is a word, then planing people is a word, uh, to, he's been sending them to uh, um, progressive and liberal areas, right? It's a form of gerrymandering, right? In other words, he's not sending them to uh, conservative areas. Uh, well, I guess it's, 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 um, I guess it's segregation. That's what he's doing. I, I mean, I, I call it gerrymandering, but segregation is like a form of gerrymandering. Um, except you're gerrymandering people instead of, of borders. But that's what Governor Greg Abbott is doing. He's only sending them to liberal areas. He doesn't want to send them to conservative areas because then that'll dilute the white populace that votes Republican. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, they're insidious, aren't they? Uh, but re- Republican rhetoric, as usual, is causing serious problems. The term they have been using for immigrants coming across the border is invasion of the southern border. Immigrants coming over the border is not invasion and calling it one is spreading more hate for your right-wing nutbags. A Tennessee man who planned to travel to the southern border with an arsenal of weapons and explosives to stir up the hornet's nest, was arrested Monday. According to a criminal complaint, federal prosecutors filed this week in Nashville, Tennessee. Paul Fay, who told undercover agents that the U.S. was being invaded by illegal immigrants, has been charged with selling an unregistered firearm suppressor. Fay faces a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison if convicted. Fay had been on the FBI's radar for a year, and late last year, he told an undercover FBI agent that he was coordinating with militia groups from Kentucky, Georgia, North Carolina, and Tennessee, and planning to travel to the border. The document says he said he planned to meet up with a person who could make explosives to take the U.S.-Mexico border. Fay also allegedly conveyed to the FBI employee that one of his roles within the group traveling to the border was to serve as a sniper. He was going to snipe those invaders at our border. I wonder if that included women and children. Uh, During a meeting with three, I, I mean, Honestly, it's more women and children that come over than, than, than uh, 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 as far as illegal immigration. Uh, well, as far as what is considered illegal immigration, it might be legal. Uh, during a meter, meeting with three undercover employees on April 1st, Fay discussed his belief that the government was training to take on its citizens and more specifically that the federal government was allowing illegal immigrants to enter the United States to help the government. I guess technically it's right if it does increase uh, 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 money coming into the government, right? As the last story I said. (laughs) The next month uh, after that, on a recorded phone call with an undercover employee, Faye warned, the Patriots are going to rise up because we are being invaded. We are being invaded. So, 
This is, and this is, and Republicans know this. They've been using the term that immigrants are invading our border because they want to rile up their base to snipe people, to kill people. And that would probably include uh, people on the left who are innocents. I'm so sick of Republicans. I really am. Uh, The Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA, which President Joe Biden signed into law in 2022 without any Republican support, gave the IRS an $80 billion funding boost after years of budget cuts inflicted by the GOP. The Internal Revenue Service says it could collect around $560 billion largely from rich tax cheats and big corporations over the next decade, as long as congressional Republicans don't succeed in cutting the funding. I, and I might, I might add that $80 billion of funding is over 10 years. Anyway, according to an IRS and Treasury Department anal, uh, uh, analysis uh, released Tuesday, the audit rate on millionaires fell by more than 70% from 2010 to 2019, and the audit rate on large corporations fell by more than 50% over the same period. That's because of cuts by Republicans. The IRA funding boost has given the agency much more capacity to pursue rich tax pursue rich tax cheats. Last month, the IRS said it has collected more than 500 million from wealthy tax dodgers since 2022. The agency said the administration has proposed extending and maintaining IRS investments after the IRA funds are exhausted, which would enable the IRS to collect $851 billion over 2024 to 2034. As part of the debt ceiling agreement with Republicans last year, Biden and Democratic uh, congressional leaders agreed to reach 20 billion from, to rescind 20 billion from the IRS funding boost enacted by the IRA which progressive progressives screamed about and rightly so because it, it would reduce uh, uh, money coming in to the budget but the analysis shows uh, if 20 billion of the 80 billion funding boost is rescinded as Republicans want, As a start to cuts, I mean, they want more cuts, the IRS would bring in over 100 million less in revenue over the next decade than it would with the increase intact. Lyle Brannard, director of the White House National Economic Council, said in a statement on Tuesday, this analysis demonstrate that President Biden's investment in rebuilding the IRS will reduce the deficit by hundreds of billions of dollars by making the wealthy and big corporations pay the taxes they owe. Congressional Republicans' efforts to cut IRS funding show that they prioritize letting the wealthiest Americans and big corporations evade their taxes over cutting the deficit. Moving on. Uh, the Department of Justice said yesterday federal prosecutors charged an engineer who worked at a Los Angeles area company with stealing trade secret technologies developed for use by the U.S. government in space to detect nuclear missile launches and track ballistics and hypersonic missiles. The Department of Justice said the technology allegedly stolen by Chang Guang Gong 
would be dangerous to the U.S. national security if obtained by international actors. Gong, who lives in San Jose, California, is a native of China who became an American citizen in 2011. Prosecutors said he was arrested Tuesday. Los Angeles U.S. Attorney Martin Estrada said Gong previously sought to provide the People's Republic of China with information that would help the nation's military. A criminal complaint filed in Los Angeles federal court alleges Gong from 2014 through 2022 submitted multiple applications for so-called talent programs run by the Chinese government while being employed by several major U.S. technology companies and one of the world's largest defense contractors. In his submissions to the talent program, Gong proposed projects that mirrored his work for several of these companies and repeatedly touted that his proposals would be useful to China's military and that China did not yet have the technologies he was proposing to develop himself or share with Chinese companies. The complaint said Gong transferred more than 3,600 digital files from the unidentified research and development company in Malibu, where he worked for less than four months earlier last year, to three personal storage devices. The files Gong allegedly transferred included blueprints for sophisticated infrared sensors, designed for use in space-based systems to detect nuclear missile launches and track ballistic and hypersonic missiles. They also allegedly include blueprints for sensors designed to enable U.S. military aircraft to detect incoming heat-seeking missiles and take countermeasures, including by jamming the missiles infrared tracking capability. Many of the files he allegedly transferred were marked proprietary for official use only and export controlled. Basically, this would be treason if we were at war and still might be considered treason. The company fired Gong in late April after searching his office in response to network activity and finding a flash drive containing files that had been transferred. Oh yeah, he's going to jail. At least 10 years. At least. So how many cases has Trump lost? Seriously. I, I, I lost count. Okay, how about this? How many cases has Trump lost just this year? Yeah, seriously. I lost count. I, you know, and I, I'm, including, I'm including how many times he's, a, he's appealed something and lost another appeal. He loses everything. In response to Trump attorney Alina Haba requesting a mistrial in the defamation case brought up again, brought up... Uh, uh, brought upon her client by E. Jean Carroll, arguing that messages of threatening nature had been deleted that could have aided in Trump's defense. Uh, this were emails to uh, Jean Carroll. Judge Lewis A. Kaplan calls the motion pointless. Yesterday, Kaplan handed down a 30-page decision stating that while Carroll admitted she deleted some of the purported death threats, the details of the deletions remain unclear, adding that Trump's team failed to demonstrate that any of the me missing messages would have aided in his defense, which would have been necessary to show that her deletions were prejudicial. Kaplan wrote, The motion made no sense. Haba has known for more than a year that Carol had said she had that she deleted some emails making death threats against her and yet waited until trial to act surprised and request a mistrial. <laughs> In other words, it was a uh, uh, a um, a um, a 
what what is it called? Uh, a, a Trojan horse. Uh, she she let this Trojan horse in and then decided to use it. <laughs> granting, he said, granting a mistrial would have been entirely pointless. So uh, Trump lost again. Uh, and speaking of Trump losing, the New York Attorney General's office and lawyers for Trump finally agreed on one thing. They want the judge overseeing the former president's civil tr- fraud trial to issue his decision despite a possible perjury deal involving former Trump Lieutenant Alan Weisselberg. Last week, news organizations reported that Weisselberg, the former chief financial officer of the Trump Organization, is in talks with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office to potentially plead guilty to perjury charge related to his testimony as part of the Attorney General's fraud investigation. The information prompted Judge Arthur Angeron to ask the lawyers for Trump and the Attorney General's Office whether he should consider the possible perjury admission and if and if it should impact the timing of his decision, which is expected this month. Trump's attorneys say it's inappropriate for the judge to consider news reports about potential perjury charge, while the state lawyers said they don't think the criminal investigation should delay the judge's decision in this case. But that doesn't mean a decision is permanent, even if the judge and Grant went forward. Lawyers... For the New York Attorney General, Letitia James said a criminal investigation into perjury could go on indefinitely before it's resolved and said that Engeron could later amend his findings. Kevin Wallace, an assistant attorney general, uh, wrote, At this time, we are not involved in any negotiations and are unaware what specific trial testimony may be subject of the plea negotiations or whether Mr. Weisselberg has conceded that he testified falsely. OAG, the Office of Attorney General, does not, however, believe that this development should result in any delay of final decision. The court should hold them to account and impose necessary measures to prevent the further fraud, including industry bars and the appointment of a monitor with robust oversight as soon as possible. If additional sanctions are necessary to address any potential perjury, the court can retain jurisdiction to address those issues, in other words, in the future. At this point, Trump lawyers are holding their fingers in a dike and are saying that the the decision should only be based on what was presented at trial. Either way, it's either bad or worse for Trump. Moving on to Florida. And as you, as you know, we could stop right there because you know it's bad. Uh, Ron DeSantis and the Republican Party will do anything within their power to take away your rights in Florida. Florida, Geo- <clears throat> Florida GOP Attorney General Ashley Moody asked the state Supreme Court to intervene to block a proposed amendment put forward by a coalition of abortion rights groups that would roll back the state's current ban on abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy to about 24 weeks when the fetus is viable outside the womb. The proposed measure would also block an even tighter six-week ban that has not yet taken effect. The Florida Supreme Court yesterday were critical of state officials' challenges 
to a ballot initiative that would enshrine abortion protection in the state constitution. Moody arguing that the language of the initiative is too complicated for voters to take in at the ballot box. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who appointed five of the seven justices on the bench, also opposed the ballot initiative. Of course he would. Uh, I guess citizens are just too stupid to be allowed to govern themselves. Uh, That's not what Ron DeSantis said, but that's what he was thinking. After just less than an hour of oral arguments, Chief Justice Carlos G. Munoz said that he believes Florida voters would be able to understand the ballot question and its implications. Munoz said the people of Florida aren't stupid. They can figure things out. People can use, see for themselves whether it's too broad or too vague. If the justices greenlight the measure, it would be strike a striking development for reproductive rights in Florida that would affect thousands of women across the South who travel to the Sunshine State for the procedure. It would also mark a major loss for DeSantis and state Republicans who passed two restrictive abortion measures in recent years that the ballot initiative threatens to undo. That being said, I'll get to why this is not threatening to Florida at all, right? I'll get to that in a second. Uh, But this is a right-wing court and could decide to throw out the ballot question. So far, it seems that three of the seven court uh, right-wing court members could uphold the ballot, but that's not enough. You need four. But if the Supreme Court allows the measure to move forward, it still would need at least 60% of the vote to pass. Okay, we've discussed this many times. Even in Ohio, it was like, what, 58%? And they need a 50% threshold, so it passed in Ohio. But in Florida, you need 60%. That means 40% of the people decide what laws go into effect? Only 40% of the people decide. Uh, 60% is, a, is tough to get even in a progressive state. I don't think it'll happen in Florida, honestly. So yesterday, the Environmental Protection Agency announced that it had finalized tougher standards on soot or fine particulate matter pollution, one of the deadliest types of air pollution. The EPA said it was strengthening the national ambient air quality standard for soot from an annual limit of 12 micrograms per cubic meter to 9 micrograms per cubic meter. EPA Administrator Michael S. Regan said in a statement, this final air quality standard will save lives and make all people healthier, especially within America's most vulnerable and overburdened overburdened communities. Cleaner air means that our children have brighter futures and people can live more productive and active lives, improving our ability to grow and develop as a nation. Fine particulate matter, uh, which is uh, a parts per million of 2.5, uh, uh, what is it, micro, micro, 2.5, particulate, particulate, oh, particulate matter of 2.5 microns. That's what it is, PM 2.5, kills uh, 
almost 50,000 people in the U.S. every year and has led to 4.2 million early deaths worldwide in 2019. It is, uh, it is released primarily by burning of fossil fuels, by factories, power plants, and vehicles, and causes health problems like respiratory ailments, cardiovascular disease, and cancer. It is also a major environmental justice issue as low-income communities of color tend to experience a higher pollution burden. The World Health Organization has set its annual target for PM 2.5 to 5 micrograms per cubic uh, meter and its 24-hour target to 15. It calculates that 99% of people on Earth breathe air that exceeds its health limit for several pollutants, including uh, uh PM 2.5. Despite this, the EPA has not updated PM 2.5 standards since 2012. The Clean Air Act requires the agency to review the science and decide whether or not to, uh, to update the standard every five years. However, while the EPA under former President Trump did not uh, uh, did compete an assessment, it chose not to strengthen the standards in December 2020. Gee, what a shock. Uh, various industries uh, various industry groups urged the administration not to make any changes back then under the Trump administration. Now, if we could only do something about the plastic particles that size that are literally in our bloodstreams, then we'd be getting something done. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, uh, tomorrow we'll talk more about the Supreme Court decision. It's a lot to uh, get into a lot of stuff went on at the Supreme Court this morning uh, about about Trump and whether he should be allowed on the ballot in uh, 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 this year, the end of this year. <sighs> Man, it's scary. Less than a year from now, there could be a uh, uh, yeah, less than a year from or about a year from now. There could be another president. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, February 8th, 2024. I really appreciate you coming every day. Bring someone with you today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. You can tweet to me or X to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly Twitter. And remember... Always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.